Al-Bayan Radio presents Ramadan Afternoons with Sheikh Khalid Isa and Sheikh Jalal Shami. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Nuhayyikum ikhwani wa akhawati. Fi hadha al-bath al-mubashir min idha'atikum idha'atu al-bayan, sotu ahli sunnati wal jama'ah. نرحب في هذه الأمسية الطيبة الرمضانية بفضلة الشيخ خالد حسن عيسى ويشرح لنا من كتاب الفتن من صحيح الجامع صحيح البخاري تفضل بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن وله أما بعد عنوان الإمام البخاري عنوان الإمام البخاري في كتابه صحيح الجامع يعني في كتاب الفتن الباب الثالث قال باب قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم هلاك أمتي على يدي غيلمة سفهاء أورد حديثا واحدا تحت هذا الباب فقال الإمام البخاري حدثنا موسى بن إسماعيل قال حدثنا عمرو بن يحيى بن سعيد بن عمرو بن سعيد قال أخبرني جدي قال كنت جالسا مع أبي مع أبي هريرة في مسجد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ومعنا مروان قال أبو هريرة سمعت الصادق المصدوق يقول هلاك أمتي على يدي غلمة من قريش هلاك أمتي على يدي على يدي على يدي غلمة من قريش فقال مروان فقال مروان لعنه الله لعنة الله عليهم غلمة فقال أبو هريرة لو شئت أن أقول بني فلان وبني فلان لفعلت فكنت أخرج مع جدي إلى بني مروان حين ملكوا بالشام فإذا رآهم غلمانا أحداثا قال لنا عسى هؤلاء أن يكونوا منهم قلنا أنت أعلم هذا الحديث وهو قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم هلاك أمتي على يدي أغيلمة سفهاء عفوا هذا هذا باب الترجمة باب قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم هلاك أمتي على يدي أغيلمة سفهاء أغيلمة هي تصغير لأغلمة إما تصغير لأسنانهم فهم صبيان أو تصغير لعقولهم وأحلامهم فهم سفهاء وإن كانوا كبار السن وهو أسلوب تحقير فمثل هؤلاء سواء, سواء كانوا صغارا في أسنانهم أو في عقولهم وأحلامهم يهلكون الحرث والنسل ويتصرفون التصرفات المهلكة الضارة لعلنا نستفيد أن الأمة ينبغي أن تؤمر عليها أهل أهل العقول والأحلام والنهى وأنه لا ينبغي لهذه الأمة أن يلي أمرها ناس سفهاء لأن هذا الموقع 
وهو موقع الإمامة موقع, موقع من أكثر المواقع حساسة يترتب عليه كثير من الأمور إن كان صاحبه ذا عقل وفهم وراوية تصلح به الأمة وإن كان صاحبه سفيها لا يحسن التدبير جر على الأمة كثيرا من المفاسد كثيرا من المفاسد لذلك كثير من العلماء يدعو بهذا الدعاء اللهم ولي على هذه الأمة خيارها ولا تولي شرارها لما في هذا الأمر من الأهمية ولما يترتب عليه من المسائل بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وبرزد جيتو الله May Allah send his peace and blessings upon his final messenger Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم uh, My dear brothers and sisters we continue with speaking about the chapter of tribulations as uh, mentioned by Imam al-Bukhari in his collection of authentic narrations of the Prophet Imam al-Bukhari mentions in the third chapter and titles the chapter the destruction of my ummah at the hands of young foolish boys. And he mentions just one narration, uh, the narration uh, that uh, there was one, uh, the narrator, he says that he was sitting with Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu in the masjid of the of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and they were sitting in the company of Marwan ibn al-Hakam, and uh, Abu Hurairah narrates this narration that he heard from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that he said the destruction of my ummah will be at the hands of young boys from Quraysh and then Marwan said may the curse of Allah be upon such people and then when the clan of Marwan which is the Bani Umayyah uh, uh, gained uh, control and authority in Bilad al-Sham Abu Hurairah visited Bilad al-Sham and he met with Marwan ibn al-Hakam and he said and when uh, you know the the youth of Bani Umayyah were there present, playing around, and so on, and then uh, Marwan said to Abu Hurairah, "Do you see that? Uh, يعني, uh, that these boys, these children, these young boys, would be those who were referred to in the hadith that you narrated to me." He said, "You know best." And uh, as well, that was mentioned in the narration that Abu Hurairah anhu he said that if you like, I can name the clans by name, family by family. So here Imam al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, mentions this title, that the destruction of my ummah at the hands of young boys uh, who are uh, foolish young boys. And the word in Arabic, ugaylimiyah, uh, is a way of is a diminutive uh, word referring to the the youth and the youngness and the foolishness and either it means that they're young in their age or it means they are young in their thoughts and in their uh, يعني, in their um, wisdom they're small in their wisdom they have or they have no wisdom really uh, and because it is such people 
who either whether it's referring to uh, people who gain authority because they are young in age or because they are foolish and they have no wisdom in the way that they conduct themselves, whether it's the first or the second, they are both destructive to the ummah because their lack of knowledge, their lack of wisdom, their lack of experience will cause destruction in the ummah. Whereas on the contrary, should uh, be the case. The ummah should appoint as leaders and people in authority those of wisdom and those of intelligence, not people of foolishness. Uh, because the knowledgeable, the wise person will uh, rectify the ummah and, and, and look at what will benefit the ummah. But if that person is foolish, then he will cause great harm to the ummah. And this is why many of the imams, they make the dua and they say, Oh Allah, appoint of, over us in authority the best of, of us, the best of the ummah, and do not po- appoint of authority over us the worst of us. And so this is a very important issue that we should take into consideration. Rawahu Abu Huraira, Rawahu an Abi Huraira, Rawin Yukalu Lahu Sa'id, Nu Amr, Nu Sa'id. Hada Rawi an Abi Huraira, Yakul Kuntu Jalisan, Ma Abi Huraira, Fi Mazjidin Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Bil Madina, Wa Ma'ana Marwan, Hua Marwan ibn Al-Hakam. الذي تولى فيما بعد قال أبو هريرة سمعت الصادق المصدوق الصادق الصادق المصدوق الصادق في نفسه المصدوق عند الله عز وجل يقول هلكة أمتي على يدي غلمة في رواية عند الإمام أحمد والنساء على يدي سفهاء من قريش على يدي سفهاء من قريش فقال مروان لعنة الله عليهم هؤلاء الذين يكون هلاك الأمة على أيديهم ممن يلي أمر المسلمين لعنهم مروان أما أبو هريرة لم يلعنهم كذلك لم ينقل لعنهم عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يعني النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أخبر وتنبأ بهذا وقال هلاك أمتي على يدي غلمة على يدي غلمة لكن لم يلعنهم أبو هريرة الراوي عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لم يلعنهم من لعنهم وذكر لعنهم في الحديث هو مروان بن الحكم فهذه مسألة مما اختلفت فيها أقوال العلماء هذه المسألة وهي مسألة لعن الظالم المعين من المسلمين هل هل يجوز لعنه أم لا يجوز لعنه مثلا يذكرون كمثال كيزيد بن معاوية والحجاج وأمثالهما الإمام أحمد رحمة الله عليه لما سأله ابنه صالح وذكر له أن هناك أناس يحبون يزيد بن معاوية فقال يا بني وهل يحب يزيد أحد يؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر 
فقلت يا أبتي فلماذا لا تلعنه؟ فقال يا بني متى رأيت أباك يلعن أحدا؟ إذا الإمام أحمد لم يلحظ عليه ابنه أنه كان يلعن أنه كان يلعن المسلمين ولما سأله عن ذلك وقال هل رأيت أباك يلعن أحدا؟ يعني كأنه كأن كان من منهجه أن لا أن لا يلعن من عرف من عرف بفسقه من المسلمين لم يكن هذا من شأن الإمام أحمد رحمة الله عليه الشخص قد يستحق وصفا مذموما لكن الناس غير ملزمين بأن يصفوه بهذا الوصف والسلامة لا يعدلها شيء فاكفف لسانك لا سيما إذا كانت المسألة خلافية والقاعدة العامة التي أصلها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في قوله ليس المؤمن بالطعان ولا اللعان ولا بالفاحش البذيء يعني ليس من صفات المؤمن كثرة اللعن اللعان أي كثير اللعن ليس من شأن المؤمن كثرة اللعن ولا الطعن فعلى الإنسان أن يحفظ لسانه من الوقوع في الناس لا سيما مع عدم وجود المصلحة من هذا النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يلعن بالوصف فكان يقول يعني لعن الله السارق وكان أحيانا يعني يلعن أشخاصا بعينهم كان يقول اللهم العن فلانا وفلانا وفلانا فأنزل الله تعالى عليه ليس لك من الأمر شيء ليس لك من الأمر شيء فقبل أن ين أن تنزل هذه الآية كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يلعن بعض يعني أو لعن بعض الناس بأعيانهم حتى نزلت هذه الآية ليس لك من الأمر شيء فينبغي للإنسان أن لا يسارع في هذه الأمور ويرسل لسانه إلا إذا خشي من إنسان بعينه أن يتعدى شره وضرره فحينئذ يحذر منه لئلا يتعدى شره وضرره إلى من يغتر به سبحان الله يعني في هذا الزمان يعني نجد حتى من بعض غير المسلمين من جاهر بالعداوة من جاهر بالعداوة وناصب العداء لأهل الإسلام ولنبي الإسلام ثم بعد ذلك نرى أنه قد دخل في الإسلام وأن الله عز وجل كتب له الهداية والدخول في هذا الدين فسبحان الله يعني هذا مع من يعني مع غير المسلمين يعني قد قد يلعن هذا الشخص بعينه ثم بعد ذلك قد تحصل له الهداية من الله عز وجل فيدخل في دين الله عز وجل فهذا هو هذه المسألة كما يعني نظرنا هي مسألة خلافية بين العلماء لكن نقول على المؤمن أن لا يكثر من اللعن وأن لا يكثر من الطعن إلا إذا كان هناك حاجة كما ذكر الشيخ 
أن هذا الإنسان فيه فساد وفيه ضرر على دين المسلمين فيحذر منه ويذكر بما فيه فقط من باب التحذير من باب التحذير So in this narration of Abu Hurair radiyallahu anhu and the one who is narrating from Abu Hurair his name is Sa'id ibn Abi Sa'id and he says that we were sitting with Abu Hurair radiyallahu anhu in the masjid of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and amongst us was Marwan ibn al-Hakam and Marwan uh, later on became a governor about that time he was yeah, just a normal citizen and then Abu Hurair radiyallahu anhu narrates a narration he heard from the Messenger وسلم, and he said we are informed by the Messenger of Allah and he is the truthful, the trusted one al-sadiq al-masduq he is the truthful meaning that he is truthful himself he speaks the truth and he is al-masduq the one verified in truthfulness from Allah that Allah verified and affirmed his truthfulness and then he mentions the narration that the destruction of my ummah will be at the hands of young boys from Quraysh and so Marwan Ibn al-Hakam radiyallahu an, he cursed them. He said, may the curse of Allah be on such people. Abu Hurair radiyallahu anhu didn't curse them, nor did the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa curse them. So now we come to an issue. Is it allowed for a person to curse an oppressor uh, from among the Muslims, to curse him by name, specifically? Uh, and some of the scholars, they mentioned that the curse of Yazid ibn Muawiyah and Al-Hajjaj ibn Yusuf al-Thaqafi. Uh, there is a story of Imam Ahmad, rahimahullah, with his son, Salih. His son once said to his father, Imam Ahmad, I know some people, they love, express love for Yazid ibn Muawiyah. So Imam Ahmad said to his son, Salih, and does anyone love Yazid who is a believer in Allah and his messenger? And then Salih said to his father, then why don't you curse him? He said, oh my son, have you ever witnessed me or heard me cursing anyone ever in my life? So Imam Ahmad, rahimahullah, even though uh, he did not support for a person to have overt love of Yazid because of uh, the, the wrong doings that he had or the oppressions that he had, but he did not go to the extent to curse him. Nor was this the practice of the early Muslims because the message of Allah he said that it is not for the Muslim to be one who curses others or uh, who, who swears at people or who accuses people or who finds faults in people so what is meant in the hadith uh, meaning means a, one who, a person who continuously or excessively curses a person so even though cursing in certain circumstances may be allowed, but it should not be a habit of a person that he always is cursing this person, cursing that person. Uh, especially if there is no benefit in cursing such a person. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, he used to curse certain characteristics. For example, uh, to curse the characteristic of a thief. You know, may Allah may Allah's curse be on the thieves, for example, someone who does a certain action. So on on the on the action or the person who does those certain actions, uh, there was occasions where the Messenger of Allah sallallahu cursed people by name specifically, and when the Prophet sallallahu did that, Allah subhanahu wa taala sent down revelation. You have no choice in this affair this is not up to you to curse them or to send Allah's curse on them uh, and so 
the Prophet ﷺ did on occasions curse people specifically, but then this verse was revealed and then the Messenger of Allah ﷺ did not curse people specifically after that. Now the scholars, they said that it is allowed to curse a person specifically if that person has evil and harm that affects other people to curse him to be a warning for people from that person. But we find that even some people that have hatred towards Islam, hatred towards the Muslims and try to harm the Muslims, we find that subhanAllah sometimes they themselves actually accept Islam. So how can we curse someone, invoke Allah's curse on a person who is saved from Allah's curse by accepting Islam? So that's why we have to be very careful in cursing people specifically. So the issue of cursing uh, people specifically is an issue that the scholars differed upon. So at least we could say that the Muslim should not be excessive in cursing people, except if that person had a lot of evil that uh, that could harm other Muslims and he curses them as a way to deter and to warn people from their harm. Wallahu alam. Akhir al-hadith, qala Abu Huraira, law shi'tu an aqul, bani fulan wa bani fulan la fa'ald. Abu Huraira radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, kama yaqulu an nafsihi, hafizhtu minan nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wi'a'ayn. Wi'a'an basastuhu, ووعاءً لو بثسته لقطع يعني منه هذا الحلقم فالوعاء الذي فيه نفع للناس بثه أبو هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه أما الوعاء الآخر فلم يعني فلم يبثه رضي الله تعالى عنه وكان أبو هريرة يدعو بدعوة كان يقول اللهم إني أعوذ بك من رأس الستين وإمارة الصبيان فتوفي هو على رأس الستين توفي معاوية يعني توفي هو قبل الستين أو يعني على رأس الستين توفي معاوية وتولى بعده ابنه يزيد فأجاب الله سبحانه وتعالى دعوة أبي هريرة فقبضه قبل ذلك بسنة أو سنتين على خلاف في ذلك يعني إما في سنة يعني ثمان وخمسين أو في سنة تسع وخمسين كان هو يدعو يعني ويتعوذ من هو كان يقول اللهم لا أبلغنا رأس الستين قالوا وما رأس الستين قال إمارة الصبيان وبيع الحكم وكسرة الشرط والشهادة بالمعرفة ويتخذون الأمانة غنيمة والصدقة مغرما ونشو يتخذون القرآن مزامير سنتكلم هناك حديث في, في, في بعض هذه الأمور سنذكر هذا الحديث لكن إن شاء الله بعد Abu Hurairah mentioned in the narration of the youth of Quraysh that would destroy the Ummah and he said, Abu Hurairah, he said, if you wish I can name them from the, the descendants of so-and-so, from the clan of so-and-so and the clan of so-and-so, but he didn't mention them 
Because Abu Huraira, it's, it's famously reported from Abu Huraira that he said, radiallahu anhu, I memorized from the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, two collections of hadiths. One collection I have narrated, and another collection I withheld, I didn't narrate. Because if I was to narrate it, then my throat would be cut, would be slit from here to here. And Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu didn't narrate it, uh, not only because of the, uh, yani the, um, the hardship that would be brought upon him, but also because there would be no, uh, there is no uh, benefit in the Muslims in knowing necessarily those particular narrations. Uh, and this is why uh, Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu used to say, Oh Allah, I seek protection that I would to live to to live up to the year sixty, and the leadership of youths to to witness that. And so Allah Subhanahu wa Taala answered his du'a, and he died just before the year sixty. So before the 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 beginning of the year sixty, and so that was also the same time that Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan radiAllahu anhu passed away, and then. Uh, leadership was given to Yazid ibn Muawiyah, who was one of the youth leaders. And so Abu Hurairah didn't live to see that. And it's mentioned by the historians that Abu Hurairah died in either the year uh, 58 or 59. So before the the uh, the year uh, the beginning of the year 60 of the Hijrah. And they asked Abu Hurairah uh, before he died, why do you ask Allah to take your life before reaching year 60? He said, because in year 60, it will be accompanied by the leadership of, of youths and selling uh, posts and many police and uh, other issues that we'll discuss later, inshallah. I didn't record all of them. Jamil, and that's what had al hadith. Hatta yani na'alama khuturata. هذا الزمان الذي نحن نعيش فيه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال أخاف عليكم ستا ستا إمارة السفهاء وسفك الدم إمارة السفهاء يعني السفهاء الذين ليس عندهم علم لا علم ولا عمل لا علم ديني ولا تطبيق للدين أخاف عليكم ستا إمارة السفهاء وسفك الدم يعني عدم المبالاة بالقتل وفي هذا الزمن ترى أن القتل انتشر وأن الناس لا يبالون وصارت المسألة مسألة ليست بهذه الخطورة كما كانت في الزمن الماضي سفك الدم وبيع الحكم بيع الحكم يعني أخذ الرشوة على القضاء أو يعني وضع المال يعني واستخدام الآن ما يسمى بالمحامين حتى يصل, يصل إلى ما يريد تدفع أكثر تصل إلى ما تريد لم يعرف يعني في الماضي هذا الأمر كما هو موجود للآن يعني وهذا الآن معروف يعني إذا كان الإنسان صاحب مال كثير ودفع مال كثير يخرج من أي مشكلة من خلال يعني دفع المال 
اذا يعني وبيع الحكم وقطيعه الرحم انتشرت انتشرت قطيعه الرحم ايضا في هذا الزمان ونشوا يتخذون القران مزامير نشوا يعني يتخذ يحضرون صغار السن لأموهم في الصلاة ولو كان ولو لم يكن معروفا بالفقه والعلم بس الغرض الغرض من الغرض من هذا من اتخاذ الشباب لأن الشاب يكون في الغالب عنده صوت طري وجميل أفضل وأجمل من الكبير في السن فيتخذون نشوا أي صبية يعني صغارا ليسوا كبارا في السن يعني يتخذون القرآن مزامير وكثرة الشرط وكثرة الشرط هذا يعني ما خافه علينا النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لذلك قال بادر بالأعمال خصالا ستا إمارة يعني إمارة السفهاء وكثرة الشرط وقطيعة الرحم وبيع الحكم واستخفافا بالدم ونشوا يتخذون القرآن مزامير يقدمون الرجل ليس بأفقههم ولا أعلمهم ما يقدمونه إلا ليغنيهم يعني هذه الأمور النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أخبر أنه إن حصلت يعني هذا كانت دلالة على انتشار الفساد فأسرعوا وبادروا بالأعمال الصالحة قبل أن تحصل لكم هذه الأمور قبل أن تحصل لكم هذه الأمور فنحن ونعيش ضمن هذه الأمور نسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى أن يعيننا على طاعته وأن يسلمنا من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Yeah, we mentioned that uh, narration that uh, we said uh, we mentioned earlier and we'll complete it and, and address it inshallah uh, and this really shows the danger that we live in this uh, time now because we'll see that so many of these prophecies have actually come into um, into fruition the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa he said beware of six things that will occur. The leadership of foolish people, the uh, spilling of blood, selling rulings, number four, cutting the ties of kinship, number five, young people that take the Qur'an as a musical instrument, and number six, uh, police, excessive policing. So the first one, Imaratul Sufaha, or the leadership of foolish people, uh, that... People with no knowledge, no practice, no wisdom will be put in positions of authority and leadership. And so we see that it has become very prominent today. People, whether they are in official positions of leadership or, or in, in social settings, people that are looked up to in, in, as role models, people who are foolish. Number two is the spilling of blood, meaning that blood will be spilt for no good reason, just arbitrary. With, without caring, people will kill and it's, they don't care, there is no consequences or they don't care about the consequences for, for very uh, silly reasons or not good reasons that blood will be spilt. And we see this is occurring as well in these times more and more. Number three is selling rulings. And this either refers to taking bribes 
and and giving bribes to get uh, a ruling that they want. Or if we see as well in these times where a person, because of his wealth, he is able to get the ruling that he wants. So if he goes to court, because he's got a lot of money, he can hire the best solicitors, the best lawyers, the best barristers, and he is able to get out of any problem because he's got the money too. And you have people who maybe have a right, but they don't have uh, the money. Uh, they can't uh, يعني, sometimes get their rights. So, so in the previously there would be the uh, the the, um, the plaintiff and the defendant and there wasn't uh, and they would stand the actual plaintiff and the actual defendant would stand in front of the judge and each would speak their side of the story and the judge would judge but now we have people who stand as as, as solicitors or or barristers and lawyers uh, who يعني uh, are the intermediaries and represent uh, the 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 plaintiff or the defendant, and depending on the plaintiff or the defendant's money and spending, then they can have a, a better lawyer who's able to uh, extract the ruling that is desirable for them. So this d- didn't occur in the earlier in the earlier generations. It was there was more justice because the people would would be judged on their merit. Uh, as well, number four is the cutting of ties of kinship, and it's something. Very common that we see people cutting the ties of cutting their relations, uh, not caring about each other, uh, whether they're blood relations or even in, in on a community level. Number five is uh, young young people who take the Quran as musical instruments. What that means is that young people who have beautiful voices will be uh, would be appointed to lead the prayers. And why young people? Because generally young people, youths. Uh, have their their voices are very uh, soft and very uh, uh, but as people mature sometimes their voices become more coarse so they would uh, uh, choose young boys to lead the quran so that it could be for for the sounds of the of their voices their voices are like flutes musical instruments so they're not choosing the imams for their knowledge for their understanding for their wisdom but rather just for their voices and, and this is something we can see very clearly, especially in Ramadan. And number six is uh, excessive policing, kathra to shurat, as well as something that is uh, very pertinent to this time. So this is why when we see these prophecies coming and being more and more evident, we see that the Day of Judgment is very close. So why did the Messenger وسلم, tell us to do when you see these signs and prophecies happening, the Day of Judgment be very, very close. So what should you do? Be do righteous deeds. Badiru bil amal salihah. Badiru bil amal sitan. Hurry up to do good deeds before these things take hold, because tribulations will come, and the only thing that will save you from tribulations is righteous deeds to keep you steadfast upon Islam. We'll stop here, inshallah, today. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jamaa.